Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Tubby Talk, the show where we talk about video games here in the beautiful Maniunk, here in the beautiful establishment owned by these cats. Why don't you tell them what the establishment is? It's the Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And I am Terry Leahy with Terry Leahy Films, and we're doing this podcast thing. <gasps> Today we are going to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is mascot that didn't make it. <laughs> there were plenty of times throughout the 90s especially, probably in the Super Nintendo Sega Genesis days, where characters were introduced that were trying to be the next Mario or trying to be the next Sonic for their particular brand. And a lot of them didn't work. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of our favorites today and I'll let the guys start us off. Yeah, uh, I, the one that comes to mind immediately for me, I really love this game. It was a game on the Super Nintendo called Pluck. <laughs> Was that what you were going to talk about, too? No, but I know it. Yeah, yeah, Pluck uh, was... I don't know this one. Pluck was Plock? a... Yeah, Pluck. Or P-L-O-K. P-L-O-K. Uh, so he was a character whose arms and legs could come off. Similar, oh, yeah. sort of, to Rayman, which is another one that, uh, that one could mention. But, uh, yeah, Pluck was cool in that it had... Uh, every time you threw your arm at something, you'd lose that arm or leg. Yeah. So at some point, like, you threw both arms, he just has two legs, you throw your leg, and he's hobbling on one leg, mm -hmm. and when you throw his final leg, he's bouncing on just his butt. Yeah, and you can't do anything in that mode. Yeah, well, you can jump around, but it's worse. You can't hurt anyone, <laughs> oh, right? No, no hurting anyone. Yeah, that was an interesting game, because that was a game that had, uh, I don't know, like, Mega Man-style mechanics, where you had to use, like, uh, projectile weapons, which for a platformer is a little strange. Yeah. Uh, during that time, but you could do it. I distinctly remember that. Was he from Plock World? I don't remember what the name of the world was. Did he have a dog? No. Why was he on the journey? There was a lady Plock. No. There... See, there, there was him, so in the beginning, he loved his flag. His whole thing is that he loved oh, flags yeah. of his head. And uh, he goes, <laughs> he puts up his favorite flag of his head, and it's not there. And somebody's stolen them. And then, uh, the evil people wow. in this were the fleas. And they're these blue creatures yeah. with two legs and two eyes. So they stole his, his flag. flag yeah. Or his face. And he got no, really upset. Yeah, yeah. so he He's goes. just an extremely patriotic from, guy. <laughs> from stage to stage, uh, going to flagpoles, trying to find his flag. Let me, let me throw something at you. Is that it? That's the end. That's the end stage jingle. That's awesome. I and it was really funny. Uh, like, yeah. he had writing in it that was good. There's this whole series, this world, where um, he falls asleep and he dreams that he's his grandfather. So the whole world's in black and white. And it plays <laughs> this old timey, like, ragtime music. And I, uh, I never got that far. Oh, it's so good. It's all subtitled. He's so, got, like, a beard or something. Yeah, right? He looks just like Plot, only he's got a mustache. Mustache. Yeah, so he's going around <laughs> and you're, you're Plot's grandfather. He's playing this, like, ragtime. It's amazing. The, the music in the game, no joke. Look up the soundtrack. One of the best in the Super Nintendo, bar none. Yeah. Really good. I do, I, I think it was a pretty hard game. I don't oh, think I could get past I, the second yeah. world. I never beat it. But I remember the boss, the boss of the first world were these two brothers that were just like a pair of lips. The Bobbins what? brothers. <laughs> what? You know the name? I know the name. I, I know I know a little <laughs> it bit something It was a pair about. of lips with overalls. Yep. And they were giant <laughs> just jumping around. It was good. Uh, all, all, all the enemies were weird, all the bosses were weird. And I love, the 90s had all kinds of, they, they embrace that weirdness. <laughs> and, and one that works, actually, that, that kind of is still going, sort of limping, Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah. Earthworm Jim was a weird mascot platformer. Um, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd say it failed, but he's not he's really kicking. He's like two or three sequels. Yeah. There was there's Earthworm, Earthworm Jim, Jim 2, there's Earthworm Jim 3D. 3D. Well, yeah, that's the problem. You go to 3D. 
Wasn't he also a guest fighter in Clay Fighter at some point? Clay Fighter 63 and the third. third. Yeah. Yeah, the thing about Earthworm Jim is I loved Earthworm Jim. I loved his cartoon series. It had one of the, the best intro I, I watched theme that music a lot. ever. Kids yeah. WB. Yeah, Kids WB. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's just a trivia. Yeah, I know the word. But the, um, yeah, he he was great, and uh, the problem is Earthworm Jim three, three D, is not a working game. You cannot actually get past a certain point. Really? They forgot to put something in the game. Oh man! So you're, you're collecting golden udders, and one of them it, it isn't there. You can't find it. So unless you have like a, a game shark for you N sixty four kids out there. You can't get to that next level. So There's a part where it just stops. No one's ever beat that game legitimately. Is I don't think so. That's crazy. Everybody in QA got fired for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's really bad. But I remember logging hours and hours and hours and looking it up, and it's like gamefaqs.com. Like, it should where be right it? here. And I looked right there, and it was like, it's missing from my map. <laughs> and it wasn't just me that happened. The cool thing about that game was the boss traditionally was that crow. Psycho. Psycho. Psycho, yeah. And in this one, it was Earthworm Kim, which was a female Earthworm <laughs> Jim. And that was it. I ended up looking that up years later. But it's a shame that that didn't make the leap. I feel like that character would work right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I know they, they brought it back as an HD remaster a couple mm -hmm. times. Yeah, three, Xbox 360, I remember playing it. It was very hard. Well, yeah, the thing about the games was like they were fun to play, but they weren't polished. Right. Like it was a bunch of like just chaotic random creativity thrown yeah. out and like the gameplay kind of took a secondary role. Well done. Yeah, the cows. Well, well done. Well, especially the well, shape well. of platforms. Oh god, especially in the Earthworm Gym. You see this beautifully like rendered drawn like platform where the bare, the edges not mesh match up with the actual image. No, not at all. So you'd have like six pixels or so which in an SNES era game was unheard of. <laughs> yeah, it's like a but, like, half inch. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, that far, kids. Yeah. Like, so you're like, oh, I made this jump, and you fall right through the platform to your death, repeatedly. And you're oh, like, yeah. oh, wait, I might not be good at Earthworm Gym. And you realize later, as you play more games, like, no. It's, it's one of those games, like, game. you love the characters, and you love the story, and the setting, and the jokes, but, like, the game, it's not that great. There was ammo for some reason, even though you, like, never <laughs> ran out. But there was that one gun that was just giant, and when you pulled it out, you all started shaking, and then the whole <laughs> thing went white, and he, he just, just fell on his ass. And was just kind of sitting there like, what happened? I liked all the jokes. There was this one thing you could do if you hit a certain button combination, and he would go, Manta! And his hands would come out, and there'd really? be a shield in the shape of a manta ray. Oh, it must wow. be two. There's yeah, there no something. reason for it to be this. None. <laughs> it does nothing. It's just this thing. Manta! I remember it <laughs> so clearly. But, okay, so, um, but as far as the topic, so Earthworm Jim, what was he representing? Interplay? Was uh, he trying to be the mascot for them? I don't think he was trying to be a mascot of a specific company so much. Was um, Quack? He was Shiny Entertainment, was the developer yeah. of that. Shiny. Yeah. yeah. And then what was Plock? Plock was made by... God, I don't remember. I, I lost... I dropped the ball on my Plock uh, knowledge there. <laughs> you had quite a bit. You knew the name of an I, enemy. I know the name of a lot of the enemies in there. <laughs> I can hum most of the, the music I listen to unironically, like in the car. It's, it's good. Nice. There's this one, so. Kids, this is off a 94 block. <laughs> in that game, Great you, album. You, you would get um, power ups in that game, which would change your costume and your ability, and you'd get it, a different song. And one of them I remember being proud of as a Philly, it was Plocky, where he turned into Rocky. <laughs> He basically put. I remember. He would and shoot, he could shoot a million infinite, boxing gloves. Infinite boxing gloves. He just and it would play this like bastardized version of the Rocky theme. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Steve, we kind of monopolized that one. What do you got as far as uh, characters, well, mascots, mascots who never quite made it? Well, I'm, I'm 99% sure he was intended to be a mascot, and he definitely didn't make it. <laughs> but uh, Boogerman oh, God. was around in that era. I believe that was one of the games that had a different game for SNES and Genesis. But the same character, but slightly different stages, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, like Aladdin. Yeah. So he's basically like this, like, like slubby looking dude had like a giant jaw, <laughs> unshaven, like Homer Simpson style, and he was wearing like a bent, like a domino mask and pajamas. Where I think the butt was even like flapped out. Yes. And he had a like cape that was like a tablecloth tied around his neck, and he was just the grossest superhero. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, because of Nintendo Power, I know that his real name was Snotty Snotty Ragsdale. And he was a millionaire. <laughs> that is and he was a millionaire who would uh, go into his altered dimension as Boogerman to be a where he could be a superhero. Where by picking his nose and throwing it at people, uh, he would drink milk to hawk loogies. That was one of his special oh abilities. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the power ups. Yeah, dude. he had the fart and the flame fart. Um, I remember the fart. Didn't the fart help you ex- extend your jumps? It was like a hover. I type never thing, played I it. See this. I know more about this game than I should have never so played funny. it. I've never played it either, to be honest. But I just remember <laughs> a friend of mine had it. I'd watch him play it every now and then. And then I'd read about it in Nintendo Power and Electronic Gaming Monthly because those were my main sources for entertainment. Back then, we didn't have YouTube. No. That's right. That's crazy. I, can, I also remember reading it in Nintendo Power. And I can remember the poster that said, A Pick and Flick Adventure. Yes. yes. And I remember that poster, and I was like, I want this game so bad. And it didn't come to the video store near where I was, so I never got to play it. It was that era of, like, gross-out humor and, and kid stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, right along Stimpy. with, like, Ren and Stimpy, all, a lot of the Nickelodeon everything. Like, slime is everything. It's, yeah, speaking of, on the same track, speaking of mascots, this mascot did succeed. But there was a Yoshi, Yoshi's Island for Super Nintendo, the commercial for that was one of the grossest commercials ever. What happened in that commercial? So in that commercial, there was this guy who just loved food, and he just had a <laughs> table full of food. Just like, he wasn't that big when you started, but he started just shoving food in his mouth, and his st- belly started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's like, like morbidly. A, yeah, and then he's like, and meanwhile, they show Yoshi's Island, like, gameplay in the background. Yoshi's eating um, <laughs> fruits and everything. And then he says, ah, cream puff, and shoves it in his mouth, and explodes. Yeah, like his and they stomach show, explodes. Yeah, and they show the CRT showing, playing Mario, um, Yoshi's Island, and suddenly there's just like goop all over the screen. Like it's oh like God. white like vanilla icing. It's horrifying. Yeah, and then it was like uh. Yeah, and the tagline was something related having to do with, with eating too much, mm-hmm. which was where the um impetus for the commercial came from. But it was very gross and yeah, that was Nintendo trying to be too edgy. Trying to be edgy. That yeah. was like yeah. we're gonna be as edgy as, as Sonic the Hedgehog, man. Nintendo no was trying to do what Nintendo don't. And Whoa. it didn't work. The one that I always think of is from a company called Aerosoft, and they had Aero the Acrobat. Oh, oh yes. yes. The Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and it's just the lamest platform <laughs> ever. He's not fast. He can't do anything. He can kind of glide, I believe. Yes, he can glide a little bit. But it's one of the worst <laughs> knockoff games, like, ever. See, I always looked at that one and thought, hey, that might be a yeah. fun gameplay because of the gliding. That's because of the what they did to you. Well, yep. Looking at Nintendo Power, it looked dynamic and awesome. That's and right. Because I'm sure they paid a lot of money <laughs> to be featured. But the funny thing about that one is that spun off a game called Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. I yes. do remember Zero. So it was kind of like, okay, Zero didn't work. Maybe Zero will now be the mascot <laughs> for Aerosoft. And then the company folded. And see you later. 
But that is one of like that. It was so painfully obvious that they were trying to make Sonic. Yes. So obvious. Oh, like, yeah. even the way he stood, that he was like a cool <laughs> hip guy and whatnot. And it just, it just fell flat. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, even the the design of his face, like, yeah. it's very, very similar. He's got to lean to the side against a wall and was thinking like, hmm, chili. <laughs> Not, Not dogs. chili dogs. Just. Chili. <laughs> yeah. It's like eventually I'll be a sexy bat named Rouge. If he pulled out a poster of Rouge, I would lose my mind. That'd be the greatest thing ever. That'd be the greatest shot at Sega. They'd have to do it twelve years later, but that was awesome. Oh man, speaking of flying road flying rodents who were trying to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Rocket um uh, what was the name? Rocket was Raccoon. Ra- no, no, it wasn't Rocket it was Raccoon. Rocket Knight Adventure. Rocket Knight Adventure. And Adventures. then it was called Sparkster on the Super yeah. Nintendo. So his, his name was Sparkster. And he was a, um, some kind of rodent. He's like a possum or something. I think it, yeah, it might have been a possum. And he had like a blue suit of armor with like old mm-hmm. style like, like armored grill that like, comes down over his face and everything. And he had a jetpack. And his whole thing was he would jetpack through the stages and you'd try to pick up power-ups and like um, pickups, like coins and things like that. While you're jetting through them as different trajectories, <laughs> it was not very, not um, handled very well, mm. control-wise. But it was just a blast, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kind of like launch them across gaps, and you kind of hoped you made it. Mm-hmm. You maybe made it. It depends on how um, <laughs> forgiving that stage was at the time. But a lot of the boss battles, if I remember correctly, although I did play the remake that came out on um, Xbox 360 and I PS3. I don't know if they changed it up or if it's a direct remake, but. A lot of the boss fights used to be like he would have like permanent boost and you have to try to like dodge bullet attacks like That's like a bullet cool. hell game. And you had to kind of like just keep up, keep pace with the boss and uh, dodge any projectiles thrown your way, dodge any walls and then pop the boss a couple of times and they're down. So you liked that game? I liked it enough <laughs> that I remembered it finally and when it came out for 360 in the remake, I was like, you know what, I'll try it again. And I played it for 10 minutes and never touched it. Yeah. So there was a, there was a speaking of, uh, of Sega, there was a character that essentially kind of was the other mascot to Sega, and that was Echo the Dolphin? That's one of them, yeah. Because, I mean, it, it was on every system, right? Yeah, it was on... Um, it was definitely one on Saturn. Is your, yeah, just it was one Echo on 3D was on right? Saturn. I, I think they were... I don't remember. They might have been planning one on Dreamcast. If it was, I don't remember it. I have I'm no not idea Dreamcast what that game was about, that. for the record. I just knew you could shoot... Uh, there was some kind of evil thing. It was a things. shark, maybe, or something? Or it's supposed thrillers? to be, like, I remember fighting a whale... But it, all we were doing was going up and cool and then jumping in the air and doing some <laughs> loops and then shooting something out of the nose until we got bored and returned the game because no one actually <laughs> bought that game. Yeah. But they, 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 went to, they hit Echo hard. They tried to keep him going. You're right. You know, I, I do think the Dreamcast game was actually launched at some point. Oh, like, wow. They kept him going for a little while. They tried. Yeah, and then Sega stopped going. Lasted longer than Gex. Yeah. <laughs> Gex. Oh, gosh. So his whole thing was that he's a lizard, a gecko who spouts one-liners from television shows and movies. That's all he did, right? Yeah. That was his thing. So bad. <laughs> not fun. They who, didn't Homer voice him? Oh. Uh, did Dan Keston? No, Gex was um, no. Dana Gould. That's right. Um, I, I remember that because that's the only time, the first time I heard of Dana Gould, and I found out he was like a comedy legend or something, and I was like, oh. Well, Gex He's was Gex's voice. Awesome. Gex was supposed to be the mascot for the 3DO. Whoa! Uh, and then the 3DO tanked, and then they ported it to a whole bunch of other things, and everyone's like, why would you play yeah, this game? PlayStation, I believe, PS. Note to self, don't step on any brown, squishy rocks. That was definitely in the Gex 64? 
Yeah, there was, was a Gex64. Yes. I was thinking of uh, Dan Castellaneta did voiced Earthworm Jim in Earthworm yeah, Jim 3D. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he had a line where anytime you'd walk in a level, he would say something. And one of them's like, Cheese World or whatever. And he goes, <laughs> the Tex-Mex, the time forgot. It's not very funny. <laughs> who knows who wrote it, but I, that's stuck there forever uh, uh, in my brain. Speaking of mascots okay. with catchphrases, oh. the archetype of them all, Bubsy. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Yeah, uh, so Bubsy was the kind of the archetype of manufactured wannabe mascot. Mm -hmm. uh, came out um, for Accolade. Accolade. Uh, the, the company, I, I actually... Watched a documentary on it recently. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How? So uh, it's the short one. It's like a do you know gaming thing about Bubsy. Mm -hmm. um, but it basically like the creator of Bubsy really went to a platformer, and they weren't known for platformers. They were known. I think it was Siphon Filter. They were doing. They were doing some kind of like stealth game. Siphon Filter was after that was um, PS. Yeah, yeah, it was something. That, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was some. They were known for some other type of game. It was like I really want to do a mascot platformer, and like just kept pushing hard for this. This baby of his was, was Bubsy, and mm -hmm. they, they came up with it, and they put this huge <laughs> marketing push behind it. Apparently, like, there was a cartoon that was on. They they spent millions of dollars promoting Bubsy, mm -hmm. um, and uh, did not recoup that. Is, is what it sounds like <laughs> at all. I mean, they did make a second Bubsy. They they tried again. The problem was the game. Was it released, Bubsy 2? Yeah, Bubsy 2 was released. Hmm. Bubsy 3D was also released, uh, and that killed the franchise for good. Until now! I was going to talk over a Kickstarter or some kind of other, like, revamp. Like, was it Kickstarter or was it just... It, you know, I don't know if it was Kickstarter. Okay. It might have been. Uh, but yeah, Bubsy won. It was, uh, he was a bobcat. Yep. And, yeah, the shirt um, with the B on it, right? You know, it sure no, it's had an exclamation point. Exclamation point, point. okay. Uh, his thing, for some reason, was he could glide, despite not having wings. Yeah, like this. being a bobcat. Yeah, he would, being a bobcat, he, he collected uh, balls of yarn, and he made cat puns. Constantly. <laughs> yeah, and the creatures were like weird little... The woolies. Woolies. <laughs> yes, very imaginative. Uh, so this game, uh, it was another one where the character is very large and the stage is very large and it scrolls fast, but the control was horrible. Mm -hmm. So he would, you know, it was like running on, a on ice the whole time. Mm. So it was a platform with terrible platforming. Stuff. That seems to be the, the common thread. Yeah. It's all these failed mascots. Well, it was one of those things where games back then loved parallax scrolling uh, with the backgrounds, which is when the background is moving at a different rate than the foreground. Mm -hmm. And that looks cool. Mm -hmm. But these games would launch your character high in the air where you couldn't see the ground. You would only see the parallax background moving. <laughs> That's right. So you couldn't tell what was going on. Mm -hmm. You were going like 50 miles an hour, the clouds like this, and then you get hit by things that are going much, much faster. I will say, for, for as, as much as people shit on that game, I do have fond memories of it, like, and it's probably just the age I was at. Like, it was just like, ooh, this is fun. We had fun I like, yeah, you were bouncing around. Something you got to rent from the video store. Yeah, play through and then actually be able to finish because it was complete. <laughs> I don't think I finished that game. I think I think I could only get through like two levels or whatnot. I think it was another one of those where the the difficulty ramps insane after yeah. like a certain level because maybe the developers just didn't want to. Work sort of at the end of the game, so they didn't want you to get there. Maybe I don't know. It was one of those annoying games where there would be um, uh, something that would like take you back to the beginning of the level if you oh, step man. in the wrong place. You step in one place, mm. and there would be a slide, and then you'd be back at the beginning. You'd be like, what? No why? wonder it failed. Yeah, and and you know the sort of thing where there are walls and platforms you can walk through for no reason sometimes. That's right. Um, that sort of stuff that's annoying. Uh, but yeah, they made a sequel, which was a very similar game. But then they made the third one, was 3D. 
garbage game. Garbage game by any account. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible control. So Bubsy is, it, 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 you know, this was the same month that Super Mario 64 came out. Oh, wow. wow. The same month? Yes. Oh. So Bubsy comes out and they're like, hey, 3D is cool. It's new. It's on the PlayStation 1. It's amazing. And he, he walks like a tank. He's, he's, oh god. Yeah, it's tank control. It's Resident Evil 1 control on a mascot platformer. Uh, it looks... With a jump? Yeah, with a jump. With jumping <laughs> on like squares floating in the sky for no reason. Uh, with that, and then Mario 64 comes out and you see the way Mario moves mm -hmm. and they were just, they knew the second they saw Mario 64, they're like, well, we're boned. I remember <laughs> one, of the, one of the first responses to Mario 64 was Spyro the Dragon. Yes. Which um, Still was, kicking. was fine. Dipped, and then they came out with Skylanders, yeah, and surge. boom! Yep. What is it with kids and collectible things? <laughs> well, now that the, Spyro all... invented Amiibo, essentially. Oh, well, it was between them. I guess Skylanders would be the, the biggest yeah. example of that first. Um, yeah, uh, the Toys to Life was huge. It's dying now. Uh, is e it? Everything but, I mean, the Amiibo's still kicking, but uh, they shut down Disney Infinity. They That's right. They shut yeah. down Lego Dimensions. And Skylanders has drastically decreased. Because um, they made 8 million games in two years. Yeah, it, it's kind of suffering. It's a very similar arc to the rhythm game explosion oh, yeah. from a decade ago. Um, yeah, when Rock Band came out, Guitar Hero came out, mm -hmm. they started releasing four rhythm games a year. People stopped buying rhythm games. It's true. We ran out of closet space for all those plastic instruments. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the topic at hand. So Bubsy 3D was a horrible, horrible, like, horribly executed game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, by any means, uh, Bubsy 3D was just bad. And PS1 era graphics, trying to make that happen, it's, it's not going to fly. It's true. Yeah. Now, speaking of games, uh, failed mascots, at least for, as far as video game mascots go, they had very, that was very, very good gameplay, very good animation from what I remember. I remember, I don't remember the, if the game was any good. Mm-hmm. But it had solid gameplay compared to the other mascot games. It was Cool Spot. Yeah. On the Sega Genesis. And it was the 7-Up mascot, <laughs> which was the 7-Up spot with sunglasses and like arms and legs. And Literally like, a red dot yeah. with sunglasses. And in his threw game, stuff, right? Threw yeah, stars? He, he, he would throw stars like out of his hands. You'd pick up bottle caps as like collectibles in the game. Yeah. Uh, everything looked like pixel water, like watercolor art. It was artful, right? It was very like, artful. The his, background. His, his animation, his walk cycle was like oh, yeah. 30 frames. He like <laughs> yeah. walked around and like his whole body like was animated. The spot was like uh, three dimensional, you know. Yeah, like represented, he represented like three dimensional. And he would like twist. shades on the whole time. Yeah, and he would like, um, it, it, it was amazing. But there was this, Nobody, I could never get past like the first stage because there was no indication as to what you were doing. <laughs> That's true. Blast enemies, leave the screen, come scroll back, enemies are back. Blast them some more, nothing drops. You're just kind of like, this looks really cool and it's a beautiful game. It's ultimately meaningless. Probably one Better of than the Chester Cheetah game though. Oh uh, yeah, Chester, Chester Cheetah, Cheetah game. game oh God, I don't. It's supposed to be really, really bad. I have yet to play that one myself. It's Horrendous. <laughs> Horrendous. But I rendered it three times. As oh. I remember. It's like that was one where like select button was an integral part of the gameplay. I think so. <laughs> I think so. And I just remember him dying all the time and like having the slowest death cycle where he'd be like, Wah! Like he would get up, 
face you and then fall down. Did it make it you ridiculous. love Cheetos? Did yes. you? Yeah, you love. Well, Cheetos. I already did. I already. Did. <laughs> so it was fine. So it had, was fine. But had it tested Cheetos games compared to the? Um, I don't know if you were t- still gaming at this point. The uh, Burger King King games. Oh, there were like three of them. The Xbox 360 had uh, f- three or four um, cross-promotional games come out. They were quick little games. games, though, right? They weren't. They were not full-size games, but they weren't like micro games either. Like they were. One was like a cart racer or something. Yeah, big bumping. <laughs> there, was, there was Sneak King. Sneak King is the one most people remember. Is the stealth game. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. I feel like I remember playing that. Like you play as the king, game. sneaking yeah. and surprising people with burgers. Apparently, like a really funny thing to play for five minutes, and, but never touch it yeah. beyond that. That's funny. You know what's funny about Cool Spot, though? Not his only game. He had another game called Spot on the Game Boy. Oh, wow. Oh. That was just like a weird, like, card flipping. Some sort of, like... It's weird. It was like a like a like a pinochle type game mm. type thing. It was very very strange. But it I was just seven up branded too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was about it was about the cool spot. <laughs> it was about the cool spot. It was a cool spot. So cool. He had two games. Yeah. We've we've kind of segued over into uh, kind of marketing mascot who had <laughs> also had games. And that reminds me of Yo Noid on the NES. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made a video game about the. This is Domino's Pizza had a mascot called the Noid. I bet uh, that's coming back soon. The, yeah, the whole thing was avoid the Noid <laughs> because the the Noid was annoyance personified, and you would be annoyed if your pizza got there cold, and he would mess up your order, uh-huh. and Domino's would save you from the Noid because you your pizza would not be cold and you'll get there thirty minutes or it's free. I think yeah. that was your motto at the time, so he kind of went along with it. And his whole thing was he had a pizza stomper, which is a pogo stick with a weight on the end of it to smash pizzas. That's what the whole <laughs> game was about. Yeah, quality. One company that really kicked ass with their um, with their mascot is Disney, of course. Mm-hmm. The Mickey Mouse games on the Super Nintendo are fantastic. The uh, Castle of Illusion. Castle of Illusion is great. It's like you get different powers. You get to do fun things. You're climbing. You have different types of platforming you do in each level, which is always it's a fun. Fantasia, Fantasia level, I believe, in mm-hmm. that game. At least in the Genesis one. I don't know. If it, yeah, it was in both versions. Of it. I specifically remember one where you get like a climbing outfit. And you're like climbing in the wilderness, and the boss there is like the thing that rolls, and you have to like jump up and use like a hookshot type contraption. Yeah. To do it. It's a great game. Mickey Mania was also a great game. Uh, in later years, what was the one for the Wii that was? That was um, Epic Mickey. Epic, Epic, Epic Mickey, Mickey was too. very good. Yeah. With Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. That's right. It's his first time back. But the cool <laughs> thing about those games is in both sequels, uh, they were two player. Like the, you can have a lot of fun playing a, a not so great platformer if you got a buddy involved. Yeah. If you can both be on the screen at the same time, which brings up Data East. <laughs> you remember Data East? Yes. Do you remember Joe and Mac? We, we just we, had we, that here. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we were playing Joe and Mac on Wall of Vision here at Tubby Robot. Uh, yeah, it was yeah. called the arcade version was called Caveman Ninja. Yep. What? Yep. And, and the game, yeah. So there, Did, yeah, is the charge move in that? Yes. Yeah, because it's it, not in the Super Nintendo version. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple things they cut out just because they couldn't fit everything onto the Super Nintendo. Joe and Mac was too huge for the Super Nintendo. But it was on the Sega Genesis one. Mm -hmm. Like, you could do the charge move. Yeah. And, yeah, that game. I I loved that game as a kid growing up. And then I tried to find it later on, um, you know, with the advent of emulators. And you couldn't find Joe and Mac because it was called Caveman Ninja. But there's a Joe and Mac 2 for the (laughs) arcade, which is Bubble Bobble, but with Joe and Mac. 
<laughs> if you're looking for the original platformer side scrolling where you fight dinosaurs and you save your friends and you save the hot, you know, cave woman at the end, none <laughs> of that. Right. That's all it was you about. You walked around with the sack and you threw a sack over people's heads, like chocolateite's heads, and you throw them into a wall <laughs> now, and you get points. Do you know that there is a Joe and Mac too? Yes. Yeah. And that you could ride dinosaurs in it. Yes. On the yeah. console, I, I want to play that now because it it's sounds like that's so awesome. fun. I, to me, it was an improvement. But I remember going back and playing the Sega version of it and liking it a hell of a lot more than the Super Nintendo one. Super Nintendo one had parts that were just too damn hard unless you had another person. The Blue Devil at the end, the one that like, steals your woman, mm-hmm. um, that is a really hard boss fight. That is a tricky fight. But in the Genesis one, because you can do that charge shot, it's so much easier. But in Joe Mac 2, you get all sorts of new powers and whatnot. Oh, nice. and it's, it's, a, it, it's a fun game. But I believe they were trying to make them the Data East duo. Yeah, I think they were trying to push that. Um, that and that really brings in, there's a whole realm, Steve and I were talking about, cavemen mascot platformers. There like was a bonk. whole series of Bonk. Bonk! Uh, the, the mascot for the TurboGrafx-16. 16, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by NEC, uh, very... It was a good game. It's a it was, great game. It's the a really good. flip move, and as long yeah. as you don't land on your head, you're fine. And it's it's weird. It's really weird, and that's what's kind of lovable about it. Like, in the first stage, I don't know, if at some point in the first world, you go inside a dinosaur's mouth, and you fight through its stomach, mm-hmm. and you have to beat up its tonsils. Like, it's cool. <laughs> Weren't there parts of that game, though, where, like, you couldn't exactly die, you could just go into rage mode? Yeah, when you eat beef. Every time he eats meat, for some reason, he gets angrier and darker. And when you yeah, eat, his face like, turns turn red, and mm-hmm. he gets like steam, like and like scars on his head. Yeah. Like, and I, I think there were those anger marks, like the, the classic veins. anime. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get angry enough, you're invincible. Uh, and when you're like just beyond that, uh, if you do a head bonk on the ground, it freezes all the enemies. Like you get different abilities oh. depending on how angry and dark you are. <laughs> no. I do. I remember Super Bonk, and and I remember that was a fun. Fun game. Yeah, that one came out late too. That was well past like um, the Turbo Graphics existing. Yeah, because uh, they were like, oh, uh, we got to make a bonk game, but there's no Turbo Graphics. Hey, there's an arcade bonk too. Am I misremembering some sort of leopard? I don't remember a leopard specifically. He had like, he had, he, had, he had like, wait, the, you know, a different game with a leopard with a vacuum or that or a bonk. I'm thinking of Blinks. Oh, Blinks the, the time, time sweeper. sweeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are so many mascots. Like we've already <laughs> talked about like 20, 30 of them, but yeah. I feel like there's there's got to be hundreds. Who's like coming up with all of these? I don't know, but it was the thing to do. It was like we're going to get the video game, then we're going to get the cartoon series, then we're going to get the system. Uh, although they were doing it like out of order. They were launching these systems no one was asking for just just to come up with more mascot opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Because Mario did so well, and Alex Kidd for the Sega Master System did not. Right. Even though I don't even know they're pushing game. for him to be a mascot, but he was like the first like personified like character on the Sega Master System, so people compared him unfairly to Mario, mm-hmm. and of course he was found wanting. Yeah. But um, first of all, like you said, his name Alex Kid sounds like some kind of pun, but there's not really a pun there. He's just yeah. a kid named Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <You're> right. <laughs> It's like, it's like his name's Ron Johnson. <laughs> he just ran around fighting, like, okay. Why was his name like Magic Kid? Because there was a Magic Kid. There was Wonder Magic. Boy. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, yeah. <laughs> Wonder Boy. Uh, they, and they recently made a remake of Wonder Boy, Boy 4? It was like 4, which was 
itself a remake of Wonder Boy 2. It's very it's, confusing. It's, 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 all the, the timeline the of Wonder Boy really is confusing, up. but uh, it's called uh, Wonder Boy in Monster Land, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, the remake is beautiful. They redrew it, and it looks like it's very Bill Waters and Calvin and Hobbes sort of style, but cool. amazing animation, and they redid all the music with real instruments. Um, it's beautiful, yeah. and I just beat it recently on the Switch. Great game on the Switch if you want something to play for like 10 hours. And it, in that game, can you switch between the original graphics and the new yes, one? Yes, in, in real fly? time on the yeah. fly. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, if you like uh, pop in the joystick, you can uh, switch the music too. Oh. So the music can go 8-bit and real style, and then it has all of these featurettes in it when you beat the game. Uh, there's movies that show like musicians playing it. Because mm-hmm. they, they're like, hey, here's a cellist playing the theme from Monster <laughs> Boy. It's awesome. Cool. So yeah, just watching a video of it is, is enough to get the taste. It's so yeah. I just want to, I bought it on the art alone. I was like, this art is so good. I don't care if the game's garbage, but the game's good. You know what I rented on the art alone? What's that? Glover. Glover. <laughs> the art on Glover? You can like go on a ball, man. And this was an N64 mascot. No, he platform. actually ran like this, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so he had like two arms. middle. Yeah. Glover was a hand that you controlled as a figure, a person? Yeah, not master hand either. Not master hand at and it, all. Like, wasn't like a cursor where like you move him around and he grabbed things? No, just, like, he was, no, he was he Mario. Would run. He was a glove. <laughs> yeah. And I believe he was looking for the other glove. Oh, really? Was the whole point of it. Oh, was that's like, actually sort of sad. It's a prequel to Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So no, it was master hand and crazy hand from Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, speaking of mascots based on art alone, I remember seeing this one, it was called Rocket Raccoon. And it was just like a, he looked like a Simpsons character, like in art style. And he Rocket had- Rocket Raccoon, are you sure? I think it was Rocket Raccoon. Rocket no, Rodent. Rocky Rodent. Rock, oh, Rocky Rodent, sorry, Rocky yeah, Rocky Rodent. Rodent. And he had just like this flame shaped and colored mm-hmm. like dew. And it was just like red hair went up to a point and it looked, he looked like a, Strawberry dipped ice cream cone. It was very weird. It looked like somebody scrawled something out and was like, draw a cartoon character. Like, here's one, and then you just put that in the box art. <laughs> sounds like a treasure character. <laughs> I don't think it was treasure because the gameplay, if I remember correctly, was garbage. For some reason that brings in like Harley's Humongous Adventure, which was a was a game was a mascot platformer about a normal human being who was shrunk. And the whole game was like, basically, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the kids without the license. Uh, oh, running man. around, uh, you're Harley, he's wearing a green jumpsuit, and you are jumping over mice and stuff. You just made me think of, speaking of green, I think Sega made another play for a, um, that Sonic was going to be their 2D mascot, but that they were going to have a 3D type mascot named Vector Man. Yeah, yeah, Vector Man came out on the Sega Genesis, he was like 3D, like... He was he was uh, 3D over 2D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a lot like Balls the Fighter, where yeah. uh, all the characters are composed of balls that moved around in a semi 3D yeah. environment. It was still a 2D side scroller. Yeah, though. Vector Man was much better than Balls though. Well, that's not hard. Like Vector Man was actually a pretty competent game, and like I believe the it mechanic was, was more he like his ammo was his body maybe, or am I yeah. mistaken? Was it the Sonic team that built him? It, it was a Sonic team that yeah Yuji Naka was behind. Vector Man, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. You did shoot and like you would lose parts of your body. Yeah. A lot like Plock. Yeah, a lot like Plock. <laughs> but he was like a more hardcore. He was kind totally. of like... Totally. Yeah, he was like a serious guy made out of this was like 90... Because <laughs> this was like 96, right? Yeah, this is like towards yeah. the tail end of the stage. These were serious balls. <laughs> no, but he was, he was just like... The stage was like dark and grim. And he's like fighting for like the survival of like the future. Or something yeah. like that. But he's still like a, a character made of balls. Like yeah. he's just... It's goofy. Do you remember the Sonic Team's other character? 
Ristar? Ristar? No. I, I know of Ristar. I've never played any Ristar games. It's though. fun. It's a fun game with the cool mechanic of like you grab stuff, swing around it, and fly to the next thing. Oh, well. It was fun. I, I, it's worth a try. But I remember they they believed in that character so much that he made it into the Sonic Mega Collection oh. as one of the uh, other games you could play. <laughs> It was fun. I feel like, and I think Flicky was in there too, the the birds. I mean, you remember Flicky. <laughs> there are so many weird it's mascots. Crazy. Oh God, speaking of Flicky. I love the 90s. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Sonic and speaking of treasure, Dynamite Hetty. Dynamite Hetty, that's one another the one. Sega Genesis was amazing. It was a, so it was this, this guy where basically like. <laughs> a little on the nose with that name. Yeah, he, he was like, we'll swap heads. And he had different power up heads. So it was like a propeller head. He got a propeller head <laughs> and the propeller head could make him like fly around. And it was like a cannon head, I think. They had a cannon on you, shoot cannon, but it was basically just like a platformer with like, like, just like shooting elements. Like you would, like you got certain heads that would shoot things, you would shoot, but otherwise you're jumping around on enemies trying to make it through to the end of the level. But his head would switch with things. And I just remember the main head was like yellow. He had like a pointy cone nose. And he was just always angry. Yeah, always angry. And he looked super angry as, all the time. As a Nintendo diehard, I would see that stuff and I would be like, oh, look at, this stupid Sega stuff, they're trying to be so cool and edgy with their angry characters. A goofy cartoon character with angry <laughs> eyes. And I was like, so edgy, too edgy for me. Uh. That's what I'm reading about how difficult that game was and reading it was by Treasure. And that's what made me always look for, if a game was had a reputation for being difficult, or if I played it and it was hard, I'm like, did Treasure make this? And half the time they did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because Treasure was really good at making very difficult, especially bullet hell games. There was a lot of dodging things in Dynamite Hedy. Well, Adventure Island is, is treasure, right? It's Hudson. Hudson, Hudson. that's who I was song. thinking of originally. That's yeah. the, the, the anyway, Hudson had a guy too, and he yeah. was a guy yeah. in a loincloth. Master Higgins, another caveman uh, platformer. <laughs> Master Higgins was actually, uh, he was, <laughs> yeah, that was his <laughs> I didn't even know his name. <laughs> so he was uh, conceptualized, one of the team members in Hudson yeah. looked like him. So uh, he was a minor celebrity in Japan, and so okay. they made the character based after him. He's just, if you look up a picture of him, it's kind of funny. Is he's that kind of why got, the character looks like you're supposed to be able to recognize him? Yes! <laughs> so he's got kind of like this Popeye, uh, kind of lower jaw going thing. And, and the, a pop belly. Yeah, and he's, he's this bald guy. And if you look at him, and you look at Master Higgins, like a picture of both of them, you're like, oh my god, like it is. His, and, and we're talking about his head's like 10 pixels wide, but you could, it was this tiny caricature man. And he wore the hat. big smile. He had the Hudson B that would take you to a special level. Oh yeah, it was the Hudson B. Yep. I have fond memories of that game. Yeah, Adventure Island had uh, three titles on the NES, and they were all pretty and fun. And a Super Adventure Island. Yeah, Super And a Adventure Super Adventure Island, Island 2, which was <laughs> an RPG. Wow. With like power-ups and different like things. I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power. <laughs> The Master place for you to put your mascot and hope that kids Basically, every if you look, go back and look at the cover gallery of Nintendo Power, I'm sure like a solid quarter of them are just different mascots. You're right. You know, a final thing I think maybe that ties this all together. We're talking about mascots. We're talking about product placement. We're talking about cavemen. <laughs> Can I pull it all together? There's a Super Nintendo game, Home Improvement. Based on the sitcom starring Tim Allen of the same name, Home Improvement, the video Ooh. game. I was thinking yes. about it. I was Ooh. thinking about it. And I uh, can't believe you just said it. Yup, yup. Yeah. And so you would star as Tim the Toolman Taylor That's going right. through the, the first level, I believe, is a dinosaur themed and raptors are attacking Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> because the studio next door was filming like a Jurassic Park type movie. That's why you ended up in that. So situation. you were like using a nail gun, firing at <laughs> raptors. It's so dangerous. It's so crazy that that game exists. Who would make a video game on Tool, Tool Time? I mean, jeez. Who did make it? I wonder who the developer is. LGN, LJN. That, 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 that sounds right. Had to be. 
<laughs> LJN, no way it wasn't them. Where bad ideas went to die. <laughs> and every they had every license at one point. <laughs> All of them. I remember they I think they did the WrestleMania WWF game was it them. The one that had Doink the Clown yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I remember, and Bam Bam Bigelow was in that too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. and that's where I played all the time, Bam Bam Bigelow. Because he was good in that game. I remember just picking him because also his name sounded cool. I didn't even watch wrestling. I was like, oh, Bam Bam Bigelow is cool. I just knew he was, his name was Bam Bam Bigelow. He was from Jersey. And I was like, that's close <laughs> enough to Philly. I'm going to play as Bam Bam Bigelow. Yep. Yeah, like a flame, black jumpsuit with, flame, with orange flames on it. Yeah. It was always open at the chest. We had a big pot belly, so it just looked yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I also remember he showed up in an episode of Boy Meets World once. <laughs> It's like someone's dad. I think I remember it was so that. funny. <laughs> so funny. He was the he was the John Cena of his time. And Dude. Corey's mom was like, "Calm down, Lawrence." He's like, "Okay." This <laughs> is funny. I feel like we could talk about mascots for like five episodes. It's nuts. Okay. You you opened a can of worms. I did. I didn't even mean to. But the only mascot you should be concerned with is Tubby. Hey. <laughs> who is the mascot of Tubby Robot? And you saw him in the intro, which we're all very proud of. He was hanging out with my mascot, who doesn't have a name, but Tubby. If you look for him, he's right outside the building, and when you see him, you should come in here and talk to these guys about video games and eat some delicious ice cream. What's new in Ice Cream World? Oh, in Ice Cream World, uh, we are, you know, gearing up for, uh, we're doing hand-packed pints now, so you mm -hmm. can take Tubby, ice, uh, Tubby Robot ice cream home to eat at your leisure. Uh, and that's brand new for us. Uh, we're going to be doing that for a while. Uh, until the summer, probably. Uh, so if you want some delicious ice cream to eat while playing horrible old video games, come on by. Horrible. Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> It'll be over there. <laughs> We're not putting out a wall of vision. No, no, no. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for watching. As always, the show's about you, so let us know what you think about the show, what you want to see, what kind of things you want us to talk about, because we're always happy to talk about all things video game and all things ice cream. There you have it for this episode. I am Terry from Terry Leahy Films. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. Keep playing games, guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>